0: Everybody wants to be on top of the hill. The problem nowadays is people wanna get dropped off at the top of the hill and look down. It's that I overcome mindset that makes all the difference. See, the way
1: we're taught is you're gonna claw, you're gonna scratch, you're gonna bite, you're gonna dig, you're gonna do whatever it takes to get to the top of that mountain. That unequivocally is how I have managed to keep myself moving forward and finding success. Two SEALs, one mission. The JR Overcome Show. Welcome back to the JR Overcome Show, episode six. It is Jason J. Overcome Redmond and Ray Cash Care. And man, what a journey it's been. We are now, hard to believe, Ray, it's uh, episode six. We've been getting a lot of amazing feedback.
0: It's been fantastic. I mean, nothing but positive feedback. I'm so pumped. We're doing great things, and you know what? People are noticing it.
1: Yeah, so tell tell people about the show. We've got a lot of people saying, man, I found your show. I love it. I love what you guys are delivering. You and Ray are a great team, and uh, we want to hear more. So here we are. We're delivering more. Boom. we keep doing it. But uh, hey, man, how was your Thanksgiving?
0: Thanksgiving was good. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, we went up to my brother-in-laws and Trisha. you know, my wife, um, we the were lovely, watching, your know, lady God, light. she is both of us got hot wives. I'm not going to lie, but, uh, my brother-in-law had a 65 inch TV and she said, we're going to up you. Uh, we went out on black Friday and got us a 75 inch. So we beat him by 10 inches.
1: You know, every lady I've ever met says it's all about being bigger. I, you know, I don't know the, I don't know. About
0: it. Size matters <laughs> in TVs.
1: Yeah, baby. Well, our Thanksgiving was good. We were supposed to go home. Normally, I always go home to my dad's down in North Carolina. This year, we couldn't do it. We had some craziness uh, going on. So at the last minute, we ended up staying here. But it was a great Thanksgiving, home, family. And uh, it was a great meal, man. I, uh, I totally threw the diet out the window and I deep fried a turkey.
0: Boom. It sounded like you did a little definition of max flex there, changing the plans on the fly. I like it. That's what we do. We got to, man.
1: So, all right, well, let's jump into, uh, let's talk about the agenda for the show of the day. Uh, the, today, the word of the day is going to be... Team. All right, and then, uh, what do we got going on, man? We got a lot going on. We're getting ready to kick off some big things. Uh, both Ray and I are heading to Florida and getting ready to kick off. Uh, for those of you that are down in Florida, if you bought tickets, if you haven't bought tickets, it is not too late to get tickets to the Con... Declave of Warriors. So this is going to be an amazing event. Uh, myself, Ray, Jay Dobbins, Brent uh, Gleason, uh, Brad Lee, Rafa Kande, and Bedros Kakuyan. I mean, so you got entrepreneurs, you got some amazing people that are going to be on that stage, and we're going to fire you up uh, dude, I'm super punk. I know you've been working on your presentation as have I, and guys, I think this is going to blow you guys away.
0: You know, a couple words come to mind when I think of this, it's going to be a collision of knowledge. We're doing something that hasn't been done before. I mean, we're talking about leadership, entrepreneurship. I'm going to be just laying down the law on about some life lessons that I've learned. And then the following day, you know, we're doing some workshops and we're going to even be doing a little bit of, uh, Maybe we'll call it team building exercises slash SEAL beatdown. So it's going to be fun. I'm excited.
1: Yeah, man. For those of you that have been looking at, you know, how to get out there, how to make a difference, how to lead yourself to success, we got entrepreneurs. Uh, We got Jay Dobbins, who was federal undercover law enforcement, penetrated the Hells Angels. You know, you got several SEALs, myself, Ray, Brent Gleason. You got entrepreneurs that have built multi-million dollar businesses. They are social media mavens. And uh, all this knowledge is coming together. This is hundreds of years of knowledge put into one room, and we are going to be delivering it. We're going to be dropping the mic, as Ray says. The horsemen are coming. So uh, you guys need to be there. So that's happened December 1st and 2nd down in Miami. And then uh, myself, uh, Ray, and Jay Dobbins are going to be together down in Palm Beach County. Uh, Palm Beach Fire, right, Ray? Yeah,
0: we're going to be down in Palm Beach Fire. We're going to be uh, doing our thing, uh, speaking to... I think if I'm correct, it's going to be the fire department, maybe with some other law enforcement officers that have been invited uh, by special uh, invitation only. Um, This is obviously something near and dear to myself, Jay and Jay, or the Jays, obviously, and we are super pumped about it. You know, Um, first responders is near and dear to our heart. Uh, First, sometimes the first and last defense and um, protection. So God bless you, all law enforcement agents. And first responders, we love Abs- you all.
1: Absolutely. While we were over there doing it overseas, you guys were back here at home, protecting the homeland, taking care of our family. So big shout out. I'm excited to go down there to the town of Palm Beach and we're going to be, Well, it's a multi-speaker event. So three hours, uh, all of us, myself, Ray and Jay are going to be delivering different content on leadership and teamwork and overcoming adversity. And so this is going to be a great event, something new that Jay, Ray and I are doing, to get out there and deliver our message in a different format with different experiences for people to be able to lead themselves and overcome all. So, uh, Ray, what do you got going on also? I know you got a lot. Uh, you got some new products?
0: Yeah, uh, we're launching or we're getting ready to launch. We've got, obviously, the Conquer shirts out. We've got the the men's raglan. We've got the ladies' tanks. Uh Getting ready to drop it as we speak. We've got some new coins coming out. They are badass. They are
1: badass. I have one in my hot pocket.
0: You actually got the first coin. I'm not going to lie. Boom. Yeah, that's how it works, ladies and gentlemen. When you're an E, you give to the O. Uh, Also got some hats that are coming out. The hats are legit. They are old school snapbacks, just like me. I don't do that flex fit crap. I like one size fits all, ladies and gents. So we've got that coming up. Uh, I've got a few uh, speaking engagements under Eagle Rise, which is under you. I'm going to be out in Vegas January. We're going to be doing a star-studded event with myself, Dakota Meyer, and a few other who's who in the business. So I'm super excited that I landed that with you. And uh, I'm just going to keep uh, charging for it, brother, and doing what I can. And for those who don't know, Ray, tell, tell them what your website is. Yeah, my website is www.frogmindset.com. It is an interactive website, meaning that I do online coaching. And if you just need a kick in the ass, I will call you at your convenience and lay down the law. We are having so much fun with it. The feedback is nothing but positive. Um, I know you're doing some online coaching too. We're just trying to spread the word, man, because like I told you before, my definition of success is helping others help themselves.
1: Yeah, baby, Ray's right. Absolutely. Uh, JasonRedmond.com, my website. And I've got some new Overcome products, some new Get Off The X products, No Bad Days products. And then I'm also doing the online coaching. So I want to try and help people. I've been talking to quite a few people on how to set goals and how we lay those goals out, how we set that course and drive forward. So for those of you looking for a little bit of help, I'm not quite as much as kicking you in the ass. I'm much more about trying to show you the path and show you how to use that life compass to get you there. So for those of you that are just tuning in and you've never listened to our show before, the JR Overcome Show is focused on leading yourself to success and overcoming that life adversity. And we do that, both Ray and I, two Navy SEALs that have been out there. We have had to crush through some major adversity in our lives. And we interview some incredible people. Like last show, we talked to Jimmy Hatch, a fellow Navy SEAL that's overcome some adversity. And we want to highlight those people that are, man, amazing leaders and amazing overcomers. So about every month, we want to try and do a shout out to the overcomers. And we are getting ready to, uh, we want to do that today. And I tell you what. I had Ray watch this story, and it is an amazing story that somebody sent to me, a young lady who just, uh, I mean, Ray, what are your thoughts watching that story?
0: Well, I was sitting beside you when we were watching the video, and I got choked up. You want to talk about overcoming adversity. You want to talk about commitment. You want to talk about having the warrior spirit mindset. This young lady puts me to shame. Um, mentors come in all shape and sizes, and it's rare that I say this. But this young lady has become a mentor of mine, and I am learning a lot from her.
1: Yeah, this is an amazing story, guys. A friend of mine actually helped produce this video. The young lady's name is Anna Wakefield. I want you guys to Google Anna, A-N-A, Wakefield, W-A-K-E-F-I-E-L-D, and then NBC Basketball. And there is an absolutely amazing six-minute video about Anna's life. And uh, she was an incredible basketball player, beautiful young lady, really at the beginning of her life when uh, she was a star player on a team when she was involved in an absolutely devastating, severe car accident, suffered a major traumatic brain injury and had to drive forward and overcome. And she just told this story of how a couple of years before they were playing in the tournament championship and they lost the game by two points and she told herself she would never allow herself to to be in that situation again so all season long whenever they did something if the coach said they needed to do 10 push-ups she would add two and do 12 if they said two miles she would add two and do four and when they got to the next year they ended up in the same championship game with that same team and it was tied up at the end of the game she got fouled with only a few seconds left on the clock she made both shots and they won the game by two points And after she was severely injured and she was going through all that pain and trauma and recovery, the physical therapist would tell her, I want you to take two steps because she had to learn how to do everything again. And she would say, no, I'm going to do more. I'm going to do three steps. And she would add three to everything she did in her recovery. And she's doing amazing now. She's out there motivating, inspiring people. You know, Ray said it, that she has the warrior mindset. You do not have to be a soldier or a or a commando to be a warrior. Being a warrior comes from within. It comes from within your heart and your mindset. And Anna Wakefield is our overcomer of the month. Please go watch this video. Anna Wakefield NBC basketball, you will you will shed a tear. You will be motivated.
0: Amen, brother. You know, sometimes there's just no other words that you can add to what what someone says. She is the true definition of warrior in my mind. And I tell you what. When days get hard for me and days get hard for all of us, all of us, I'm going to refer to this video. And when I think I'm going through hard times, I'm going to relay back to the video and look at Anna and say, wow, you know, because she inspired me. I mean, you saw me. I got choked up right in front of you. And uh, that's a rarity.
1: Hashtag fight like Anna. That's what they had in the video. And uh, people need to do it, man. You think, hey, life's about perspective. This video gives you some perspective. So on a Wakefield, hey, fellow warrior, fellow mindset, if you ever hear this, we give you a shout out, Overcomer of the Month. So, all right, let's jump into our show. Uh, Ray, so the word of the day is team. What What's our definition for team?
0: Well, you know, it's funny. We There's a lot of definitions for team. So I kind of made my own definition of team, if that's okay with you today. So a group of people or individuals with different skill sets, and different tasks who work together on a mission with a common goal and or objective. Something that I think we're both pretty familiar with.
1: Absolutely. I mean, we are part of one of the most uh, legendary teams out there across the country, the SEAL teams. We have received unprecedented exposure over the last probably 15 years. Uh, I know when I first started out in my career, when I thought about becoming a SEAL, when I was a 15-year-old kid, you couldn't find anything out about the SEAL teams. And now you get to today and every time you turn around, there's somebody else, uh, there's some other guy out there, you know, Navy SEAL doing this or doing that. You know, I always joke and laugh, you know, Ray and I are the only two SEALs out there who did not shoot bin Laden. So, uh, you know, it's just funny. It's constantly out there all the time in your face. But one of the greatest thing about the SEAL teams is that exact word. That ability for, uh, like Ray said, from that definition, a group of individuals with different skill sets that come together with a common goal. And it is such a powerful thing. Uh, I am speaking all across the country, Ray is doing the same, and I constantly have people ask me two key things. One, they want to ask how they can be a better leader, and number two, they want to ask how they build a stronger team. And a stronger team really has a lot to do with your selection process, who you surround yourself with, what is your criteria for the people you put around yourself, are they like-minded, do they have the same thought process, are they positive in the way that they drive forward, and, uh, and that's such a critical component, a team. You just don't lump a team together and suddenly magic happens, man. You've got to pick and choose who's going to be on your team. And I watch so many people in their circle of teams that have negative influences that are slowing them down, that are hindering their progress. And uh, and that's really what I want to talk about today, what your teams are and how you select your team and build your team and how you also allow your team to help you and how you give back and support your team. So, you know, we have, I look at different circles of teams, Ray. I look at, you know, the, 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 the larger circle is usually our work team. And it is our team that we're with that is accomplishing, you know, whatever it is that we do for work, for our profession. They're the people that are helping us to do that. And then in the smaller circle, you come a little bit inside more and you've got your team of friends, those individuals who you've spent your life with. And, you know, if they give you a call and they say, hey, I need help moving or I need this or I need that, or you can call them up and bounce an idea off of them, they're there for you. And then on the most inner circle, that's our family. It is the, our loved ones, we are connected by blood, we are connected by love, and uh, that, that, that team is a different level of team and how we support and work with that team. So let's scale back out, and uh, Ray, tell me what is the best work team or the best team you've ever been on, and what made it so successful, and what made you
0: enjoy being on that team? Well, obviously, um, from a work standpoint, it would be my first platoon in the SEAL teams, Um, And the reason why we were so successful is because everybody had the same foundation. We all started from the same part. We were all broken down. We were all remolded into something better. Now, why I was so excited and why my first platoon was so memorable is because when I showed up there, I was one of the two new guys at the platoon. So that means there were already guys that had been on one, two, and three deployments. So these guys had been there and done that. And what was so great about the team is that we all had that same goal and common objective, and that was for success. No matter what we set our minds to, you know as well as I do, when you're a SEAL, that ego is, can be a deadly thing because we're unstoppable in our minds. And when you're around that caliber of individual, um, all you're going to do is succeed because probably some of the best advice I got from a gentleman by the name of Don Spites, uh, my first platoon, he's a commander now, is he told me, trim the fat. I said, what does that mean? He said, anybody that's negative in your life, get rid of them. For every one person that's negative in a room of nine people, you need those eight other people to balance out that negativity. So that means for every one, you need eight. Get rid of them. You get rid of that negativity because people are negative, I've learned, for many reasons. But the main reason they're negative is because somewhere, somehow, sometime in their life, things didn't work out for them. So instead of trying to encourage you and be that positive influence, they want to bring you down with that shank- sinking ship. And I'm not going to have any parts of that. And I took that advice from Donnie and I use it with everything that I do from t- even to my smaller circles, all the way down to Trish, who supports me with everything I do, you know? And the platoon was so great because if I had an idea, I would come up to a senior guy and I would explain it to him. And they didn't say, hey, that's a stupid ass question. They would say, okay. Well, I
1: mean, come on, you got a caveat. They would go, whatever, new guy, you're a moron. Yeah. And then they'd look at each other and go, hey, new guy's actually got a pretty good idea.
0: And then it would be case of beer. Yeah, I get it. But they would listen to what I say. And and if I effed up, you know, if if I screwed up, they would tell me why I screwed up. You know, it wasn't like, hey, you effed up, let's move on. No, it was, hey, this is what you did wrong. And this is what we need to do to fix it. And I think this is when in my life, I was actually under the influence of great leadership because a great circle, you know, that circle of trust, everybody in that circle is a leader in their own way, shape, and form. They all bring something to the table and they all want to see each other succeed. That's what the circles are about. If you have someone in that circle that's only focused on themselves and they're just being a selfish son of a bitch, that's trimming the fat.
1: Well, you see it, man. You are right on point. You know, there are several points in there that were just great. One, teamwork and leadership go hand in hand. You know, each individual in that team has to be an effective leader of themselves and understand how they fit within that team. And if they're only focused on themselves, it creates deficits in the team. I am a huge football fan, and I constantly watch different teams play and you start to see breakdowns when one individual is more concerned with what he is doing with his own, within his own arena. He wants to be a showboat. He wants to get that catch. He wants to get that tackle to the point that he is willing to commit penalties uh, that is a detriment to the team. It actually starts to work against the team because he's so focused on himself that it creates this negative impact on the team. And, you know, I speak to all these companies and they talk to me about, oh, yeah, we have this or we have that. And I talk about there's two core things that typically happen with the team. You talked about that negativity. The first thing is the no hope mentality within a team. And it is when things have gone wrong and and life is falling down around you or you encounter one of these life ambushes that teams encounter, some sort of adversity. And, you know, everybody together, the leadership is like, hey, listen, this is what we're going to need to do to try and overcome this adversity. And you always you don't always, but sometimes you have that individual that their first outward expression is, why are we doing this? This is stupid. There's no hope. And I tell you what, that no hope mentality will spread like a virus. It is like a cancer within a team. And if you cannot bring that person up, if you cannot teach them how, hey, listen, man. You keep that to yourself. We are a positive-minded team. We are about driving forward. We are about overcoming those obstacles over, under, uh, through, or around. It doesn't matter. We're going to find it. You have that individual that constantly has that no hope. Like Ray said, you got to trim that fat. The other component of a team that I see uh, always problems, I've seen it in the SEAL teams at times, not very often, but sometimes, and I've seen it in uh, a lot of times in companies and organizations is the not my job mentality and when things start to go wrong and we're having people are having to step outside their comfort zones or step into an area where they normally don't do that and uh and their first thought or statement is hey man that's not my job i hate that like i literally want to choke people out when they say that to me <laughs> like i want to punch them in the face And, you know, in the civilian world, when I say that on stage, like human resources comes up to me and they're like, uh, yeah, you can't. You can't say that. You can't say that. You can't choke people out in the civilian workforce. And you're right. Thankfully, in the SEAL teams, you could. I mean, there were several times I got choked out and punched in the face. with. But, uh, you know, that's, hey, it is growth. But at the end of the day, you have to understand that as a team, you all are working towards that common goal. And that common goal makes all of you better and successful hell yes i tell you the best team i ever worked for was my uh, my last troop before i uh the troop that i got injured with the troop that we deployed to iraq and just cracked skulls and it was just the most amazing group of a very diverse funny talented individuals with combat experience the chemistry was just great we all got along i just i enjoyed being around these guys and uh and everybody was laser focused on that common goal and for us obviously our common goal was going to you know take the fight to the enemy and crush the enemy whether we captured or killed them And uh, it was just an amazing group of individuals. I've had bad platoons. I've had good platoons. And that was by far the best. And I really, I tell you, I look back fondly on everything that happened with that platoon. It was an amazing group of individuals. And it was the selection of that team. You know, I know our leadership handpicked people and was like, we want this guy. We want this guy. We want this guy. Because they all bring different skill sets. And that's one of the important things about a team is understanding the strengths that people bring. Different strengths, but all those different strengths come together, like you said in the definition. People with different uh, experiences, with different strengths, with different skill sets, working towards that common goal. I love it. I love it. I love it. Boom. The next level of team that I want to talk about is who we surround ourselves with. All of us have our goals. So right now I'm talking about friends. Ray, you got any lifelong
0: friends? Well, I'm looking at one. Well, uh, amen to that. But I do have a few uh Lifetime friends. I've got uh, guys that I grew up with, two guys particularly um, Bill Harmon, Rob Greenwood, very good friends of mine. They couldn't be on the op- opposite end of the spectrum than me. They are both corporate guys, mild mannered, great guys. But, you know, with great friends, the reason that we had that friendship is there was that balance. You have to find that balance. As in, when I first met Bill, I came from the city, I was a hellion getting in trouble when he was a straight-A student. I wasn't. We'll leave it at that. But we, we balanced each other out, you know. He kind of let his hair down a little bit, and I kind of tightened my shit up to the point where, you know, the grades came up, and, you know, his grades stayed up. But I learned at a young age, and this is what's so important about those lifelong friends and my friends to this day, is if you surround yourself with excellence, you have nowhere to go but up. So that's why I surround myself, you know, I'm a pet, you know, hey, officer here surround myself with you and another core group of small individuals who are like-minded and goal-oriented. You know, if, if I surround myself with people that are just, eh, they're happy with their life, I'm not happy with my life. Even though I have a great life, I want more. And I'm not talking to monetary value. I just want more out of life. You know, I want to make the most I can of my life every damn day. So I surround myself with people with the same goals. My team, as it gets smaller, We just get more specific on that goal.
1: That's what it's about. Absolutely. It's those people that you can rely on. I mean, I know with my friends, it is the individuals that I can rely on no matter what. They have been with me. I have a core group of friends, uh, one from high school that I'm still close friends with. The other uh, one was my swim buddy when I went through BUDS, and two others were both enlisted guys. We're enlisted together. We both came officers together, and that core group of guys, I mean, no matter what, no matter where I am, I mean, I may go three months and I can call them up and say, hey, I got this problem going on. What do you think? And they always give me sound advice. They always know they're positive. They know where they know me. They know where I want to go. They know I'm goal driven, goal focused. And that's what you need. I I frequently get people that reach out to me and they've got a poor selection of people that's part of their team. And they are not not working towards that common goal. So this individual may want to get better and their team is pulling them down. Why do you want to do that? Why do you want to change? Why do you want to work out? Why do you want to make more money? Why do you want to leave this job and try and make more money and do something different? Why do you want to start your own business? You know, you don't need people like that in your life. If you cannot articulate to your close friends why you want to do something to get better and they don't get on board and say, hey, that's a good idea. Now, let's talk about conflict in teams for a minute. Constructive conflict. Because if you have good friends who are good members of your team, they are going to call you out on things that may or may not be right. And they're also going to help you think through because sometimes we get excited. We want to do something. We haven't thought through all the ramifications of that decision. And, uh, you know, your good friends and good team members will say, hey, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? Have you thought about the outcome of this? And that's constructive and that is good. You don't always have to like everybody in your team. It's okay. But at
0: the same time, you're working towards that common goal. So let me ask you a question. You must be a really good friend because I've come to you with some ideas before and you didn't give me such a political answer. You've told me that's the stupidest damn idea you've ever heard or you've told me to go back to the drawing board and you've told me this and that. And I'm wondering if all this stems from me carrying you through buds, one, because you were talking about your swim buddy and buds and I don't know who the hell that is because we were in the same boat crew. I carried you through buds. I literally put you on my nipple for six months, if you guys ever know what a uh, what a sea bag is, I
1: I literally rode around in the back of a sea bag on Ray's back, and and he had he had a a bit like a horse, like he had a bit in his mouth, and I would just I would just I would just <laughs> slap the reins. It's the cross. And Ray I would go. I mean, he was a Ray is a beast. He's a
0: physical beast,
1: and I got to tell
0: you, I mean, you know. But you need someone with some brain power to that. that move the horse where it needs to go. You did the thinking for me. No, I'm kidding. But no, I agree with you 1000%. I've come to you with ideas before and I've asked you and a good friend lays it out there. You know, I mean, there's times when you've laid it out there a little more political and there's other times when you haven't, but I know because of our friendship that you've done it for the, for the greater good. And that's for me and my family, just like I have with friends before, you know, um, You've, you know, I've asked you for ideas and when, whenever we're discussing it, we're talking about it alone. It's not like I'm going to ask you an idea in front of like 10 other guys and you go, you're an idiot. You know, we have that mutual respect and that's what's important about having those lifelong friends is, like I said, when you want to console in them and you want their advice, there's a time and a place. And even if you ask them in the wrong, you ask them at the wrong time and a place, a good friend like you or me, would say, hey, you know what, man, let's let's come back to that idea a little bit later when we haven't been drinking or, you know, there's no other person around. And I think that's where the bonds are made out of that mutual respect for each other.
1: Absolutely. And I think any team, it's critical to have that mutual respect, you know, because they wouldn't be on your team if you weren't all working towards that common goal. I mean, I definitely had individuals in in platoons and teams that I worked with that, I'll be honest, I did not like that person as a person i just we were we were just way too different you know things they did their personalities we just didn't mesh at all but at the end of the day we were working towards that common goal and which you know in the seal teams was a very high common goal it was basically for us to take the fight to the enemy and to bring everybody home alive so even if i did not like that individual we were working towards a common goal i had respect for them as a fellow teammate, somebody else who is working towards that common goal with their own strengths, and that's absolutely critical. So like Ray said, you know, oftentimes when there's a lot of conflict within a team, it's because people don't understand how to diplomatically and respectfully bring things up to a teammate to have that constructive conversation where, hey, this is where we're going, this is what we're doing, but maybe this isn't the best way to do it. Let's talk about different ideas and talk through how we can do that. And I think that's absolutely critical within a team, uh, any team that's out there. People have to understand where you're going, and then they have to understand how they're going to get there. And then as we lay out those ideas and, and you know when we lay out a plan, it never goes according to plan. So, so it's the constant after action reports after you move through points in your plan Uh, that we're giving feedback to everyone.
0: And I think what's important for people to understand is that, you know, just because we don't get along with someone in a platoon, and I've had them too, here's the deal. I, me, myself, and I know Jason, we would take a bullet for that person without second notion, second thought. Because even though we don't get along with them, again, we still have the same common goal, and that is for the greater good, which is America. So just because you don't like somebody or particularly get along with them, doesn't mean you're not going to step up when the time comes. So I know I can speak for Jason. I know he will. He has. And I, I'd be willing to do it myself without, without blinking an eye. Absolutely, man. So I want to I dive into the inner
1: circle of teams. Uh, this is probably the most important one. That you can have because I tell you what, when those life ambushes happen, it is the inner circle teams that are going to make the most difference for you because our work teams obviously are very close. We're working toward those goals, whatever they are. Uh, The problem is when some sort of major life ambush happens, whether it's catastrophic injury, illness, illness. Um, you know, I don't know, financial ruin, whatever it is, it is your innermost team that typically is going to be there with you in that moment. Your outer rings of teams may come by and say hello, but they're not the ones that are really going to be supporting you in that moment. That's why it's so critical how we build that, that, that innermost team. And sometimes you can't choose that innermost team. Sometimes the family we have is the family we have. And I know, you know, Ray is a great example of somebody that uh, he grew up in a, in a team that was a little more difficult than others out there. And I know that a lot of you that are listening to this podcast also may not have this perfect, you know, this picture perfect Norman Rockwell family that you can call your team. But let me tell you something, you can pick and shape the team that, you know, that partner that walks with you day in and day out, that individual that you commit to and say,
0: you know, till death do us part, that is the most critical teammate you will ever choose. Yeah. Amen to that, brother. You know, the person that I, you know, I said I do to, and they said they do to me, that was process of elimination. You know, that was, that was a law. And that wasn't process of elimination on my part. You know, I had to make the cut with her, you know, because our circle is the smallest of circles. It's me and her, and then we're actually creating a circle. You know, we're not we're not going out and finding a circle, just like you and Erica. You're creating your own circle, your own inner circle. So that process of elimination, I mean, think of the components and the factors and the variables that it took for you to meet Erica. Just, you know, if you had to do statistically speaking, you were here, she was there, you know, me and Trish in the same bar. And then after that, you know, there's the whole courting process. You know, the whole time, it's an interview, we're interviewing each other for that circle. That's
1: a great old-fashioned
0: word. The, old, the the whole courting process. Showing my age, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, know.
1: Exactly. <laughs> you know? Well, <laughs> sounds like we're down in the deep south. And uh,
0: I would like to speak to her father about courting your daughter. True story. As long as it took me to spend some quality time with Mama, it was courting. And you know what? I did ask her father for permission. I did it old school because she was an old school kind of girl. Nice. So, but my point is, is that family. You know, when you, when you find your soulmate, you know, you found yours, I found mine. That is the ultimate process of elimination because you've narrowed it down as far as you can, just like they broke us down in buds. And now we're building, we're building our own team. You know, you have, you have your team, you know, you have team Rebbin. I have team care. That is my inner circle. And I know that's your inner circle.
1: And it's the most important team you will ever build. And, and that's why so often I tell people, I mean, how we are a part of your team. If I watch somebody and how they take care of their family, the way they talk to their wife, the way they talk to their kids, I can immediately see in two seconds, I can tell you that they're going to talk to both their friends and individuals within their work team in the same manner, you know, because they don't have respect for their own family. And I tell you what, you're setting yourself up for failure. You have to build that inner circle of your team. And it's the most important team you will ever, ever build. So I talk to so many people, a lot of people, you know, when they, they've read the Trident and they say, man, your wife is amazing. You know, how do we have a relationship like that? Well, number one, <laughs> before you ever get there, choose wisely <laughs> this is the most important advice i can ever give you so many people rush into a relationship into this new potential team because that's absolutely what you're doing you are selecting someone to be on the most important team of your life and so many people rush into it they they only look at you know sometimes just superficial things you know hey are they hot is this sex great you know and then they don't look further yeah they two yeah, big no, those pluses big for things. me yeah, yeah absolutely. big things but, uh, <laughs> but the, uh, it is the further impact. Does this person share the same values with you? Does this person have the same mindset that you have? Is this person going to want to grow and change? Are you going to raise your, you know, if you're going to have kids, you're going to raise kids the same way. Uh, you know, is where you want to go that long-term goal setting that you are doing? Are they going to share that with you? Because if they're not, you're setting yourself up for failure because now, remember, we go back to the key definition at the beginning, a a different group of individuals working towards a common goal and make no mistake, I don't care how amazing your uh, significant other is, they're different from you and uh, and you guys got to be on the same page because there is going to be conflict at times. I know Ray, Ray shows that him and Trish—it's just just it's
0: beautiful. I
1: know they never—oh, fo- wait, wait, wait. A minute, that's <laughs> not
0: true. We fight like cats and dogs, but you know what? The fights are always—they're always respectful, though. You know, we're, she's strong-minded. She's she's strong-willed, and that's what I love about her. You know, she stands her ground on things. And I, brother, stray- you
1: need a strong-willed woman. I mean, look
0: at you, man. You know I do. I mean, true story. You know when I met Trish, I was still in the platoon, and she didn't even know what a Navy SEAL was. She thought we were a baseball team, and she asked me why everybody was so tall and I was so short. And that's when I knew I had to keep her. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, because I think the next shortest person in the platoon was like six foot. But that's okay. She says, "Why are you so Dude, little?" What,
1: that, you, that's an anomaly. I mean, there's no SEAL platoon. I mean, what are you the what are you the MBA of SEAL platoons? I mean, most of us are like five ten at most. I mean, you well, happen to get slotted. You know what? That's a joke. Somebody looked at you and was like, we should make a really tall
0: platoon and stick Ray Care in it. I mean, the LT was 6'6". Six, six. I mean, we went from 6'6 six, six to 6 foot, and then there was me. I hate all of them. I hate That's all of them. As a fellow I know. short man, I, know. I hate people that are tall. I just want to let you know, those of you that are out there, I don't like you. First all, first thing Lieutenant Wynn asked me when he met me in the platoon, he goes, what was a Smurf crew like? Because you guys were always last. I was like, you know what? You go fuck yourself. That was the first thing out of his mouth. Nobody likes those tall
1: people, man. You know, and the thing is, the air is much thicker down here at our level. I mean, you, you know, up high, you know, you get to breathe this clean, fresh air. So it's so much easier for you tall people than us short people that are slogging through this dense air.
0: I mean, just even breathing it in is harder. And- talking about the ultimate soulmate trish is only five three so i'm a lot closer to things that i need to be than if i were tall so i don't know i don't know how your marriage is but my wife changes her mind in milliseconds so the closer you are to you know the vital key parts um well there's less less distance
1: to fall also you know because we're closer to the ground with those i know know. my wife is uh she's five three so we're right i'm right there with you i think i'm taller than you though so dude you're so full of it You know, you're really good at a lot of things. You are a physical beast, but I think I have you by one inch, one whole inch. (laughs) When you're
0: Irish, that counts.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, I was talking about height. If we're talking about the other, it may be like an eighth of an inch. So, all right, listen, the team and who you pick, that significant other is so critical. And I want to close the show talking about that. Ray and I, uh, we both talk about what amazing wives we have. Uh, I call mine the long haired Admiral and she has been the most critical teammate of mine in the hardest, uh, and the hardest times of my life and literally uh, major, major life ambushes. You know, uh, those of you that read my book know about the, the, my failure as a young leader and my wife was there next to me and never batted an eye, you know, If we had not been on the same page, if we did not know where we were going, you know, that common goal that we were heading to, it would have been easier for her to say, you know, why do you want to continue to do this? You should just get out of this job. You know, this is stupid. Why are we driving forward? Instead, she was more worried about me and she took care of me. When I was injured, she was the one that was behind me and who was literally, she was my best nurse. She was taking care of my wounds and we truly pushed the principle of, you know, for better or worse, till death to us part, you know, I mean, my wife never, if you had handed her a contract when we got married that said, oh, by the way, we just want to let you know in a few years, uh, you're going to be cleaning his trach. You're going to be feeding him through a stomach tube. You're going to be wheeling him around in a wheelchair because, you know, he's going to be too weak to walk from a major accident that's going to happen a few years into your future. You know, would she have still signed it? You know, I mean, I think I know my wife would have, but those are some of the questions you need to ask yourself when you are selecting your team.
0: I agree, I agree 100% on that, brother. I mean, are they going to be there in the hard times? Obviously, Erica was in times that most would not be able to fathom. Trish has been there for me too, you know, in times of financial aid, need, you know, when we're down on our, our luck and just things aren't going our way, you know, she's always had and been there for me supportive, you know, she, I call her, you know, you, you say the long haired admiral, I call her my queen, you know, it's, it's my kingdom, but she runs the kingdom. And I support her with everything she does and she's got my back. And I tell you what, it's funny. People ask me if you were in a bar fight, who would you bring? And I, I put her to my back. Cause I fight better when I know I'm protecting my, my queen. And I know she's always got my back and she'll never turn on me. And that's
1: probably the critical element of any team. I mean, when you build your team Hopefully. I mean, the, the, the biggest thing with the team is the one, everybody's working towards that common goal. We're all trying to support each other, but it's that loyalty. You know, they're always going to be there for you. No matter how bad things get, they are still laser focused on accomplishing what needs to be done. So with your work teams, build that amazingly strong team. Make sure your friends are within that inner circle, that ring of people who have that common goal. And really they're looking at trying to support your common goal. You're equally trying to support their common goals. And that man, that inner ring by far is the most important that those long haired admirals, those Queens, you know, you ladies that are out there listening. it is your King. It is your, it is your, it is your admiral. It is whoever it is in your life that makes that difference. Make sure you choose wisely. And listen, if right now you're sitting there and you're listening to this podcast and you're like, oh, shit, I didn't choose wisely. I chose for the sex. <laughs> That's OK. Listen, because guess what? You can fix it. You, and the biggest thing that you got to do within a team, one, like Ray said, it's respect. Number two, it's communication. You got to communicate with each other. You got to talk to each other. You got to say, hey, look, right now, we're not on the same page. We're not both working towards that common goal. And we need to be because this is where I want to go. And I really want you to go there with me because that's
0: what teamwork is about. That's how we build it. It's critical. I couldn't agree more, brother. It's it's all about being there for each other. Um, you can always build. You can always build on things, you know, as long as you've got each other's back you know, whether you fell in love with someone for the sex or the looks, um, hopefully. Like us. I mean, there is like no us.
1: doubt our wives fell in love with us. I'm not going to lie. Sex and the sex the When I looks. met
0: Trish at the Hot Tuna, all I was doing was looking at her and going, wow, she has got a really hot personality. Um, yeah, that's what I did. But you can grow on that. You know, there there's room for growth. And that's what's important, you know. And, and you're going to have, as a couple, believe me, you're going to have growing pains. But you got to find that, Always. that balance. That balance is key. You've got a you've got a give and take. Like my wife says, pick and choose your battles, pick and choose them, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Absolutely. So this is a great jumping off point or a or a transition point to next week's show or our next show, show number seven. We are actually going to have the queen and the long haired admiral on the show. It's going to be amazing because we're going to talk to them about what it is to be married to. Uh, to, to individuals who have had such a crazy, chaotic life. I mean, in the SEAL teams constantly being gone, constantly dangerous situations. How do you keep your team strong? How do you keep that relationship going? So we will be uh, interviewing our lovely, uh, the lovely queen and the long-haired admiral on that next show, which is going to be out on December 6th. And that's what we're going to be talking about. And we're going to be looking at, uh, we're going to be looking at continuing to crush this show and continuing to find guests. So I tell you what, if you are listening to our show, if you are enjoying what you are hearing, please subscribe to the show, share it, share it with a friend. Tell them about this show. Tell them, man, I'm listening to this great show with Ray Cashcare and Jason Overcome Redmond, two amazing Navy SEALs who are, I mean, they're just crushing it. And I'm motivated and inspired by the
0: show. Tell your friends. I second that 1000%, sir.
1: Hey, so uh, so yeah, that is what this show is about. We will continue to do it. So uh, we're really excited about it. But listen, we are going to close, as we always do, with our two-minute motivation. Ray,
0: do you want to do the honors to kick this thing off? Yes, sir. Teamwork, team, okay? Be very cautious with your thought process in choosing your team. Make sure that individuals have the same goals and mindset traits that you do. Surround yourself with individuals who are better than you. Surround yourself with individuals that motivate you. Like I said, anyone can have the warrior mindset. You don't need to throw on the H gear and the kit and go overseas to be a warrior. All right. One of the strongest warriors I know is my wife. If you're going to pick that soulmate, that is a process of elimination. That is the hardest choice that you're ever going to make in developing and building that fundamental team. Because that's the only team that you have control over the growth of yourself. There are going to be teammates that you're not going to get along with, but you have to respect each other, just like in life, with your wife, with everything that you do. If you don't have mutual respect for that team, it's going to crumble. Teamwork is the foundation of everything that we're built upon. You can have a beautiful $10 million house, and if that foundation isn't solid, if that team doesn't have the chemistry, the know how, the can do attitude, What's going to happen in that house? I promise you it's going to crumble. I want you to take a second to think about your team and see if you have to trim the fat and or if you are the fat and you need to be trimmed, sir.
1: Man, I tell you what, Ray crushed it today. Man, I've got a I've got a big I got big shoes to fill here, man. All right, team, it is an amazing thing. And I tell you what, properly selecting your team, surrounding yourself with your work teams, with your friend teams, and then of course that most critical, that family team, down to that individual, that person you share your life with, they are your most important teammate. It will make all the difference in the world. I can tell you right now that the difference between you being happy and virtually unhappy all comes down to who you surround yourself and those teams are the most critical one of the biggest things about being in a team it's how you lead yourself it's how you look at the world it's how you look at your teammates are you motivating and inspiring your teammates are you helping them work towards that common goal because i tell you what one of the biggest things one of the biggest problems i see in individuals that are on a team a team that is having is having problems is the leader automatically wants to point fingers at the other members of their team and say that they're messed up before they take a step back and look at themselves. Everybody plays a critical role within that team. Most important, if you are a leader, it is you. And that's where you have to take that extreme ownership of who you are within that team. So I tell you what. Build your teams properly. Like Ray said, get rid of the negativity. If you've got negative people on your team, you have to get rid of them. Obviously, if they're within your family, then you've got to work with them. Communication and respect. It is not too late to build a great team. You can turn around any great team. There are no bad teams. There are only bad leaders. You can become a good leader and build an amazing team. It starts with you. It starts today. Choose wisely. All right, this has been the JR Overcome Show, episode six. It's been an amazing show, Ray. I want to tell you, man, I love talking about teams. I mean, it's, I mean, it's just incredible.
0: It's just something that flows naturally for us because it's been such a part of our lives since you know we can remember. I mean, Bud's class two hundred, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, that's a long time ago. A
1: Long time ago. Hey, man, the uh, the bicentennial class. Proud to have r- rolled through with you, brother. Even. Woo. Even, even when I was encouraging all those times, I mean, when you were carrying me and you were like, dude, you were getting heavy. And I was like, quit your crying
0: and keep running. I don't want to hear your bitching. You know, it's funny. I can't remember what I had for breakfast yesterday, but I remember carrying you on my shoulders um, during hell week. I got to tell you, man, your
1: shoulders weren't as muscular as they were, as they are now. So I got to tell you, they were a little bony. A lot of times, you know, like it, it hurt. I mean, it hurt riding on your shoulders. All and that you got time, a little so. more
0: weight on you than you did back then. Yeah, too. no kidding. <laughs>
1: All right. So pick that team. I was just thinking, I had a thought pop in my head. There's a great book written by Stanley McChrystal, General McChrystal called Team of Teams. It's an amazing book. I highly recommend it. If you want to look at how to build an effective group of uh, individuals working towards that common goal, it is a great book. But uh, this has been the JR Overcome Show, episode six. Episode seven will be out on December 6th. And I want to thank everybody that's been tuning in, listening to us, providing us all that feedback. I am Jason Overcome Redmond. And I am Ray Cash Care. And this has been the JR Overcome Show. We are out. Boom. Thanks for listening to the JR Overcome Show. Tune in next time. And please remember to subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. Please visit jrovercomeshow.com.